0: So, uh, when did you first know you were a... A, a mutant? But a... you cut that out.
1: You have to understand, we thought Bobby was going to a school for the gifted.
2: Bobby is gifted.
1: We know that. We just didn't realize We
2: still the... love you, Bobby. It's just this mutant problem is a little... What mutant problem? Complicated.
1: What exactly are you a Professor of, Mr. Logan? Art.
0: Well you should see what Bobby can do.
1: they discovered that males are the ones who carry the mutant gene and pass it on so
2: it's his fault do you expect me to talk
0: So, two hundred and twelve of Do You Expect Us so to Talk? I am your host, Becca, and as always, joined by my fellow film buffs, Chris and Dave. How are you both? Good
1: evening, folks. Feeling very buffy, thank you. you <laughs> <He's> super buff.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Working out extra hard.
1: Yeah, that's what the term buff means. Actually, it's not like you know a bunch of like ner- like nerdy um, film uh, film geeks. It's actually you know a lot of film enthusiasts have work out the gym quite a lot. So. It's
2: misconception. Yeah, there. if you're in the buff, you're nude. Don't confuse those things. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, there is that as well. You
0: yeah. <laughs> might have had the same trainer as Hugh Jackman in this movie because obviously he got buff for the role. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, Oh, he yeah, gets yeah. But he gets buff as he goes on though. <laughs> he does.
2: I don't know. He looks pretty ripped in this one, but then I don't think we see many shirtless scenes with later on. Yeah, because I, I,
1: yeah. I, I was trying to think of like comparison because obviously we had last week, which was. I mean, he—he he was he, I mean, hes not as ripped as he—he's usually we used to him being, but you know, by everyone else's standards, he, he's pretty fit. and lean, You know,
0: like the evolution yeah.
2: of
1: Wolverine, business. Yeah. yeah, but I don't remember what, like right. seeing any sort of topless shots or anything to have any like no. Like, real comparison,
2: so you can see he's—he's he's a different shape than he was last week. There's no doubt. Yeah, but of course, this time he knows. Um... He knows he's going to be playing the part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, cov- in for,
0: he's in for the long haul.
2: What are we covering tonight, Becca?
0: Tonight we are covering X2, a.k.a. X-Men 2, X-Men United, starring Hugh Jackman, very Ferry, Ian McKellen, Pam Kiansen, Patrick Stewart, Anna Beckman, James Marsden, Brian Cox, not that one, but that one, Alan Cumming, Rebecca Romain, Abuse Davison, Kelly Hu, and many more.
2: See, I, w- I, would, I would argue it is that Brian
0: Cox. <laughs> <A> <laughs> Professor Brian Cox, but Brian Cox, a.k.a. Not
2: that d guy. Yeah, d Yeah,
0: oh yeah, that guy. Yeah.
2: If only things He's could Professor only get Brian better was the motto for this series from now on. Unfortunately, not.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> not after tonight, <laughs> anyway. So tell us about tonight. You just have. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What else can I say? Story by Brian Singer, Zach That's Penn, and David Hayter. Screenplay by David Hater, Michael Do- Doherty and Dan Harris. Directed by Brian Singer. Released two thousand and three. I feel old.
2: Yeah, I remember. I, I remember this so vividly. Like it just doesn't feel that long ago. I think uh, the screenwriter this time is um, Zach Penn. Uh, and Zach Penn has. Uh, I. I don't know if I can think of such a, a varied quality output because he's st- he wrote men in black uncredited but he did a rewrite on that ants but then he wrote charlie's angels or did script revisions anyway he wrote this or he came up with the story for this but then he wrote Electra and the last stand with simon kinberg who will continue to plague the series in the years to co- carry on after this simon simon kimbo not the best thing that ever happened to the x-men series uh, he wrote Incredible Hulk, but he was also like a story writer on the Avengers with Joss Whedon, and then Ready Player One. So he's a little bit all over the place. But uh, looking through, <laughs> looking through, it, this is probably one of the high points for him. But he's listed a story here. Anyway, um, Michael Dougherty, Uh What did he write? He wrote Superman Returns. He wrote Apocalypse. He wrote the he wrote uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh my God. Uh, 2019 one dan harris wrote um super wrote on superman returns as well and apocalypse so again people who've worked, worked, worked a lot of
0: familiar familiar faces here familiar names
2: and david hater i'm just looking him up because i know that name he's written on a t- he's written and recorded on a lot of um uh, video games and things like that but in terms of writing again x-men this All very good, but he also wrote The Scorpion King. Um, So I think it would be fair to say you might not know at the point where this film was announced what you were quite going to get with it in terms of quality. Um, Obviously, the first film was a success, so this one comes out with a budget of about 40 to 50 million more, depending on the source you believe. It's a longer film, obviously, and it takes a lot more at the box office. This takes $407 million at the box office. And the only other difference in the crew is uh, John Ottman. John Ottman takes over from Michael Kamen, who actually passed away this year anyway. Um, uh, my, John Ottman took over, and again, he's someone who works with Brian Singer. A lot a sign of Brian Singer's <laughs> growing influence. Um, and he's produced the sort of main theme that I think we probably associate with this series most. But in terms of his other work, yeah, there's a, there's a, he, he worked with Brian Singer on several different things, mm. um, and he's worked he's an editor a few as well. Entries, he edited
1: so. it as well. He kind of does he edited the score, it hasn't as it? well. Yeah,
2: yes. So which, which is odd that you don't often get that as a sort of doubling up, really. Um, but yeah, he edited, he edited all of those films. One of the urban legend films, he, he edited Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And...
1: Oscar-winning edited that film.
0: Oscar-winning editor.
2: Well, most of the problems with Bohemian Rhapsody was the flow of the film. I mean, uh, one day he wakes up, decides to change his surname to Mercury, goes to a gig, watches a band. The band all quit except the drummer and uh, uh, guitarist. At the end, he meets them. Auditions in the car park. Gets offered it decides they're going to be called <laughs> queen and then the next day they go and find like their bass player and like it's like 20 and 25 minutes into the film <laughs> it's like that's how it happened or, or like it sorry happened. T- sorry more like 10 minutes into the film i think the point was i thought it, it would all be done within about 25 minutes uh just it's a bit of a mess up film so i don't i don't know if that's an editing issue as such more than just
0: I think it's a it greatest was trouble hits. Trouble production there wasn't. I've seen that it? film with my friend who's a fan, and it's like a
2: greatest hits. Yeah, I mean, so. the first thing, the first thing they filmed for that was um, all the stage stuff for Live Aid. Obviously, they comped in Old Wembley afterwards. Um, so, <laughs> what, when they Siggler, saved Live Aid. Yeah, uh, and no one was ringing in with money until Queen took to the stage. It no, was so took my
0: money.
2: Live Aid, they passed the million-pound donation mark while Queen were on stage, but the way the film tells the story, like, Bob Geldof walks into the room where all the phone lines are, and he's like, nothing? And they're like, money no. <laughs> no. And then Queen <laughs> goes on stage, the whole nation dances at once, <laughs> everyone in the audience is crying, and the phone lines go bananas. <laughs> it is just it's not a very good film um but it's watchable because of rami malik i mean it, 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 it's yeah, he's far, magnetic pretty much it's far from a train wreck but like only a few months later rocket man kept rocket man came out and that's far far superior but they're very different films one is like a stage musical ha- that happens to be a film and that's rocket man and the, the other ones like a by the numbers and it was—it's just them writing songs, and then them being like loved. Um, but they obnoxiously move bits of the plot around and things in the timeline around to self-aggrandize and it, and actually make Freddie much more like responsible for his own troubles. And I just—it kind of pissed me off. But Rami Malik was very good in it. To be fair um but no he was a, he was he was involved with that um as was brian singer for most of it brian singer got well his life was coming right off the rails then and he he disappeared and they fired him and they brought in dexter fletcher who did do rocket man so there are there's a bit of cross pollination in that but of course that brings to this film the soundtrack that we we know that that piece of music the opening credits music mm-hmm. um which i was surprised when i revisited the first film not to see um but as, as for me with this film, very quickly in terms of background, I saw it when it opened. I'd seen X-Men, really enjoyed it. The hype around X2 was not so much... It's much more like watching the Bond producers now talking about No Time to Die or the way they were behaving in the run-up to Casino Royale coming out where they thought they had something special. It wasn't necessarily public hype, although the first film had garnered enough goodwill that people wanted to see a sequel but like patrick stewart was almost like bursting when he was interviewed he was like i've seen the script and i'm not allowed to talk about it and and you could just see there was this genuine this is good what we've got here is really good and so i went to see it opening night the only thing that slightly spoiled my first viewing and i mean no i mean no offense when i say this my friends of mine brought their son who was five and he was great all the way through it. He was great. He sat and he paid attention and he could concentrate. But this film is fairly long. And for about the last 20 minutes, he was like, when is this going to finish? Um, but I've rewatched really it over the years. And I, I just think that this film almost makes me feel a little bit sad because they didn't reach this standard very often thereafter. But yeah, I saw it. I saw it basically opening night, two thousand and three, and I've probably seen it four or five times since. What about you guys, Becca?
0: Um, yeah, no, I remember when this film came out. I think I was there for all the hype, and then saw it quite a few times at the cinema, um, which unfortunately I didn't see since. Um, and then when I watched it for um, obviously for for this review, um, you know, I was here for it. I was excited, and just kind of towards the kind of three quarters of the way through it just sort of dropped for me I'm not quite I'm not really sure why I just kind of felt totally disinvested I'm not quite sure why um but no I, I remember sort of you know re- being really eager for this film and quite excited when it came out um you know I had sort of a generally good time so sort of, of times at, you know at the cinema my friends who are really into the series at the, you know getting into the series at the, at the time um but you know overall, watching it tonight I did have a good time but just, it just kind of dropped out for me towards towards the end um but obviously it's a much, you know, it's a much longer film, um, but it's much more invested. As, as we said last time, you know, there's, there's more action, stakes are higher. Um, you get to see more of the key characters, like like Stryker, for example, who becomes sort of like a big bad in, in the series. We um, get to learn more about him, you know, as, as the series goes on as well. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I'm a bit disappointed really. I kind of, I think I might have to watch it again because I'm a bit disappointed in myself. I, I wasn't invested in it as perhaps I was the first time round. Um, but yeah, so I kind of feel like I've, done it injustice unfortunately so i have got to go back and watch it again but no definitely i remember watching it the first time round and and just you know just being amazed by it and you know really enjoyed it and then also ready ready for the next one and then obviously it all goes downhill from there for yeah. <laughs> the franchise i mean yeah
1: i mean i i've watched this i remember watching this and um on opening day i think uh sort of during a day like a lunchtime sort of showing um and, yeah, I'm, I remember, like, really enjoying it. But it's always been a bit of a funny one, really, because this is um kind of has, like, top-tier praise. Like, you know, it was, like, possibly one of the... Up there with, like, the best superhero films, like, ever. You know, probably second only to maybe Superman. You yeah. know, and bear in mind, this is, like, you know, early 2000s. This is pre-Dark Knight. It's, pre- it's yeah. pre-Spider-Man 2. It's pre-Marvel, Yeah so you know this is kind of, so this is kind of like like sort of considered possibly like top tier sort of stuff and it still is considered to this day like the like a a, a decent like the one one of the best ones and i've always I, I, it's 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 been one that I, I like and appreciate and i can understand but i've never really sort of held held dear to it myself if that makes any sense it it's it's one of those, it's one of those cases where like you know, I like it, but don't love it. And then, but and and that's got no real. I know mean, I've got no real reason for that. You know, objectively, it's like there's nothing like particularly wrong with it, which I could really sort of, you know, justify. Justify the lack, of the sort of the lack of enthusiasm, so to speak. Mm. But it's just, it's just.
2: Well, I think for, for I think from the way despite the fact me kicking off and saying like how positive I am about this, I think part of it is that, cause I've got some of the same feelings as you, but my, I look back on it in a different way. And the, the reason I, I mean, there, there were two factors why it didn't blow me away at the time, although I can mm. see it was a superior piece of work. One was the child being there. And I saw other films with this kid when we all went out as like families and stuff. And, and he was always a good, kid i mean it was it, it wasn't really a reflection on him it was a reflection on the fact that he just turned five and this was a long film um strangely enough we went to see ang lee's hulk the same year and his, he was absolutely wrapped and that's quite a boring film <laughs> but um in some certainly in terms of pacing it, um the second reason was i was never that invested in the x-men particularly i didn't read the comic books it, it, this was all like i'll watch this if there's no spider-man batman superman etc mm-hmm. available um so i always came out i came out thinking that was good but in the years that i followed we've had quite a lot of x-men so i've grown to like and appreciate the series but dislike it at the same time because they because the quality is all over the place but because there's periodically very good entries and we got them as younger people and we got spin-offs and this series became a lot bigger in its way um Uh, particularly i think i think it might have been days of future past that grossed highest but it did really well anyway as a series so i'm much more familiar with it now so it's no longer this series i'm not that bothered about so then when i look back on the series x2 stands right near the very top it's one of its better entries there are a number of superhero films i prefer to it but there's probably still less than 10 i think are better um, so I, I, do think this is, this is a high watermark, but like I say, because of that first viewing, cause I was getting impatient because of the kid, I was get, I was like almost wanting it to be finished for him. Mm. I, I was a little bit, I was always a little bit like, it's a bit too long. And I must say when I watched it two days ago, I still think it is very slightly too long, but, um, the effort that's gone into it, the effort that's gone into me being, properly grown superhero films i still have a lot of time for it. at a background where this wasn't happening you know you had the first x-men film and then the two years later you had spider-man which is very sort of comic book in feel it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's very comic book in feel we hadn't got to the nolan batman films yet you know what I mean, this was still standing out as well, we will treat our audience as adults and we will have themes in this and ideas and you know, even the opportunity for Logan to sort of look into his backstory and all of these people are like alienated one way or another, it lacks some of the sort of cheesy lines from the first film you know, the what happens to a toad when it's hit by lightning, we've got nothing like that in this film the sort of love triangle deepens a little bit Um, Rogue is trying to move on And have sort of relationships And that can't quite happen You've got Nightcrawler who I find fascinating Because he's like deeply religious And he he commits a bit of an atrocity Mm -hmm. At the start of the film or very nearly does And has to live with it Um, You've got the sort of themes of Sort of uh, biological experimentation Mm. On the bad guys And you know effectively truth serums But the truth serum burns It burns the back of their neck So it's kind of a torture as well um i watching it this time i I thought kelly who was actually kind of wasted because in my memory, like lady death Strikes like a big thing, but uh not maybe not so much um and i just I've just always had a lot of time for it and I had, a, I had a good viewing with it this time, but i mean if i'm if I'm to critique it at all there's it's not a critique personal taste, there are films I prefer, but don't necessarily think are better. Um, and that will be true of one or two in this series as well that's why I've gone no further than saying at the outset it's in the top three because I'm I'm not inclined to rank them because I think the top three all have very different tones and things to recommend them and I would say it's slightly too long now it's only two hours and thirteen minutes including credits, that's not super long but it definitely loses something in the third act but we'll get to it but that's my opening thoughts anyway
1: yeah, I mean, just to pick up. So, yeah, I think one of the reasons, one of the good things about it, um, it it picks up where where it leaves off, and just like right, well, we know what works, so we'll just have more of that. Um, Hugh Jackman's is, is, is oh, show, like show.
2: them. Let's make some more of them.
1: <laughs> exactly. <Sorry. laughs> um, yeah, the Hugh Jackman's is... swallow is on the case. <laughs> 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 um. Hugh Jackman is is you know, is a, a star. Yeah, that that that's clear. You know he gets quite a lot of um, got a lot of screen time. Yeah, he will drive
2: um, at Eighty miles an hour if he wants to get somewhere quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. yeah. I'll just E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, McKellen is uh, magnetic in his role as uh, sorry, um, <laughs> but. But again, like it, I think a lot of the cool stuff about the X Men is like the powers and the use of the powers, and like something like you know things like Wolverine, his powers, Magneto his powers, all done really really well. Always seem to be like, the coolest ones, um, and like the you know, the stuff where Magneto like sort of escapes from the prison is just like just just fucking cool as shit. Um, yeah, stuff like that. You got um, a really good uh, extra villain with um, Brian Cox. He does really is a really good uh, sort of. Um, villain this time round as a human villain rather than a mutant. Uh, yeah. So it, it's all relatively sort of well handled and sort of and, and and well put together. If I have a few gripes, and you know, you know, you mentioned like the love triangle. I don't think that's developed at all because they don't really. Well, a, they they barely have any time together anyway. Scott is pretty much absent from most of the film. So you you think like oh well you know baby we might develop Scott Scott bit further and they just haven't. Um it's he's almost like he's just sacrificed yet again. And and then at the end of the film you know you got you know spoiler alert, Jean, Jean Grey dies and you think well that feels just like a wasted opportunity for Cyclops Um and you know, the stuff with like you know Wolverine you know, fighting like another Wolverine clone, it just I mean, well, we'll probably get get that as we go in further films, but it just seems to be like a constant thing, you know, Wolverine is fighting like a a new version of himself kind of thing it just seems to sort of repeat the same old, do you know what I mean, so it feels like a retread of what works in, in some degree, and I never really found the the, uh, is it the lady is it What's her name? The Kelly Who character.
2: Death strike. Uh, death strike. That's it. Please, death strike. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I. I kind of. I don't know. I'm just not that enamoured by that sequence. I mean, just. I mean, other than the fact that it's a horrible death. And 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 stuff. I don't really, sort of, get blown away by it. Um... But the another thing that does get me wonder about it though is like the whole like sort of mind control. There's no sort of seems sort of associate of guilt. Hang on, I've just killed basically like someone who is not like free of their own mind. Do you know what I mean? They're like you know, it's not like you know she's. It's not like she's proven to be like a bad person, is it? It's she's just like I'm, um, just like mind controlled, so to speak. No,
2: it's 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 the one scene in the film that seems to be predicated on. Would this be cool? It, it's the sort of thing you get. It's the sort of Zack Snyder, uh, you know, way of making mm. films that it, it doesn't necessarily fit. Internal logic tells you there's something morally not quite right about it, but wouldn't it be cool if?
1: It's it's almost a little bit like Matrixy, you know what I mean? Where they just kind of. Make the excuse. Oh well, we'll just like you know, kill the people meant to be liberating because, you know, the greater good kind of thing.
2: I've always the only the biggest problem I've ever had with the the fight is they're both healing so quickly that theoretically it should just if it wasn't for like the way he does find out of it about it they might as well not even bother. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> um, but there you go. It, it's one of those things. It's. I think would we all agree it's stronger than the first film at the outset, or no? Would you say the first one was tighter or whatever?
0: Hmm. Um, it's definitely bigger. Um, stakes are definitely higher. Uh, but no, I would agree with you, Chris. I think in terms of like the, the love triangle, um, I think it's, it's, it's kind of underdeveloped, um, and there are quite there are a few other threads that are kind of running through. It feels like there's. It's quite a busy film. There's lots going on. There's lots of kind of plots, obviously plots, subplots, ABC plots, and some of them are perhaps, you know, better left out. Um, and then there's also quite a lot, lot of ideas that have kind of tried to be developed but perhaps maybe aren't as fully realised, perhaps. I don't know. Um, I mean, the first film, and especially in a major franchise like this, is always difficult. I mean, and obviously, you know, time, time goes on. Um, cinema technology kind of moves on. So if they tried to make this film today, it would be done you know, in a completely different way. Um, like, for example, this one uses a lot of, like, Ossie, notable CG, but also a lot of in-camera effects. Notice um, if you watch a, a lot of the, the, you know, the modern um, superhero movies, a lot of it is kind of done, like, CG, for example, um, except for maybe the stunts, perhaps. Um, you know, it'd be totally... just made in a totally different way today. Um, and again, as we said at the start of the show last time, this is kind of, like, the very start of, the, you know, this, this massive... Um, superhero franchise that you know that, that we now all know and love and worship at the author of um and perhaps get a little bit fatigued by um, but no i kind of yeah, it's, it's a difficult difficult one for me um it's, I'd say it's definitely definitely bigger um not sure it's better i'm not quite sure about that one i'm afraid
2: sorry fair enough just interested to see how because i've always taken it because <clears throat> there are some things that never get questioned it's a bit like mm. you know uh, the best live-action Spider-Man film is Spider-Man 2. That never just gets questioned. It's trotted out as if a fact. And maybe it is. I mean, that, that we've talked about that on other shows. But I think X2 is always sort of considered...
0: Yeah, it's always meant to be like the best of, best of the series, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's that's, you know, that's, that's fine, definitely, somewhere. I'm sure there are some diehard fans who go, wah, wah, you know, who are shaking their fists in anger. It's like, no, I, I did I, enjoy it. I had a good time with it. As I say, I agree with you a little bit, Dave. It kind of, on this particular watch, it did drop out for me a little bit towards, towards the end. But perhaps that was just me. Um,
2: I think it's done well. I, I think I've sort of said this almost in a different way before we get to this bit, but I think it's done well out of what followed being so variable. And I think particularly three, not building on the promise of this, with a director who's always been considered to be weaker than Brian Singer, whatever Brian Singer's positives and negatives. Um, and I think it's fair to say that even without the personal scandal, uh, Brian Singer would be held in less high esteem than he was back then. Now, but I think at X3 really taken this on and done something amazing with it, we might look back on X2 just as like a a decent superhero film but I think it feels like a a huge wasted opportunity that they actually kind of screwed up Mm. what they followed on from I don't think from memory and it's only from memory while while X3 is in the sort of bottom category of of sort of X-Men films I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as Apocalypse or X-Men Origins Wolverine I I think like it's it's almost a concept of Apocalypse
0: I, I, is I, I, like I, I, the absolute idea, as far I as I'm actually, concerned.
2: I thought I thought X three was like watchable enough to be quite honest with you, um, but it, I mean, it yeah. was just. We'll, we'll so. get into
0: I, 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 no, I next week's film. I, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I just it's just one of those films like it, it has it tries to live up to the hype, but it doesn't quite manage it. But it still manages to be like a sort of an average, and okay film. But I you get the like e- you know Origins and X, Apocalypse, it's just like what the hell.
1: I'm not going to say too much, but you know the the third film. Um, is is kind of an odd one because in many ways it's such a like. There is a definitely drop down in quality in terms of like slap bam thank you ma'am kind of way. But then it still has ideas in it, and it still kind of makes takes narrative choices that you think yeah, actually yeah that's pretty good actually. I quite like that. That's all. That's quite satisfying. It, it does have
2: good ideas. What it what it does what it does well is it brings in all the the mutant cure and and the mm. sort of there is a genuine. Discourse at the heart of the film as to whether the, it's the right the to do. Stuff with Bonito in particular is, I, I think, it really yeah. works for me. Um, On the other hand, it's got Vinnie Jones in it. A <laughs> juggernaut uh, bitch. <laughs> uh, which is just fucking ridiculous. But I think the other thing that. He's I,
0: fantastic.
2: I can't stick the guy. I can't stick the guy in life. So he's I don't, so I just, bad he's good. Don't want oh my watch god. god. Literally, I'm
0: juggernaut bitch. Oh my god. You know,
2: and when sort of Mystique actually, Well, I'm not going to spawn it. Vinnie film. Jones is playing like that guy who you just dislike. So he's good for playing like villains. But, but I think what I will say is it reminds me of Apocalypse in one way and one way only. Apocalypse sort of gets a crew around him who then stand around and do fuck all. Yeah, it's a
0: bit and, like that. Isn't and it?
2: there's something about that. Jean Grey is meant to be this incredible force in the film. And most of the time she's just sort of stood around we're definitely sold yeah, really very much. now it's a bit shit to be honest but um
0: you know she's a really good actress as well so she just feels like she's criminally underused
2: yeah and it reminded me of like olivia munn wasn't it in apocalypse where she was just stood there like that's what i don't know eye candy what i don't know yeah she's just looking pretty um but there are things to like about x-men 3 i mean even the even the flashbacks at the start the the cg work has, does not hold up but it's quite a nice idea
0: you get to see more of um, the classic characters as well, and a lot of it kind yeah. of the uh, world building is, is fleshed out a bit as well. So, so I'm
2: looking forward to watching it. But yeah, there, yeah. there are
0: some howlers, I'm sure. But,
2: but back to this one I, uh, for me personally, it's a step up. But in, in pure enjoyment terms, I don't think there's ever been that much between the first two. I, I think I think I can argue this is a better film, but X Men is solidly enjoyable, and this is solidly enjoyable when I watch it. And mm. I, th- I think I've enjoyed it a little bit more this time, and I think I have probably had a better time with it than either of you two this time.
1: Um, I don't. Um, know. I mean, I, you know, I, I still enjoyed it, but I think I think I think X Men is probably a franchise that I, I, I watch and I enjoy, but I never. I think I think I think it's kind of what I said before. It's not something that I take to heart. I don't think it'll ever be. My, me favorite my favorite.
2: It's very, it's very low down my list. Now I think, were it to go back to Marvel and they found a way to integrate it and get reasonably regular films out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm a little bit more invested in that, and they might take me with them a bit more. I don't know, but um, there's been parts of this series I think are great, and we've got a couple of films to come down the line that I think are mm. very, very good. Um, and and another couple that I think are, are pretty decent. So it, this is not this is not a bad series, but it was never a series I fell in love with. Now, as an adult, when I look back on it and think what I was like as a teenager and how other I did feel, I think I would have got quite a lot out of the X-Men. But I just think, because it was a big crew of them, I, I didn't like the aesthetic of the, the animated X-Men very much. I didn't like the way they looked very much. And I never knew who to focus well... on. If you give me if you give me too big a team up i don't really know how to who to focus on so i lose interest in everybody whereas marvel yeah there's quite a lot but, wasn't there so, like yeah, all characters so, introduced all at once I'm, I'm not saying anything against the x-men i'm just saying like I, I never even really gave it much of a chance in in its animated or comic book form then the films came along and it's like it's superheroes it's patrick stewart i'll give it a give it a whirl but i would have been sat watching this film thinking Hey, there's a Hulk film in the summer. I mean, how it turned out is is another topic. But there's a there's an ex there's a Hulk film mm. in the summer, and they're filming a second Spider-Man film. And I would have been far far more. And the other thing is, I think it was in 2003, Batman Begins was announced. Um, and I would have been more excited about all three of those. And I was one of the people that when Bryan Singer, who at that point I still thought was a very good filmmaker because he'd made the first two X-Men films he'd made made at Pupil and he'd made The Usual Suspects, which is still a fantastic film. Um, When he ditched X-Men to go to Superman Returns, I remember Becca going, how disappointed she was because she was invested in the X-Men series. Yeah. I, I cared more for Superman, so I was fucking delighted.
1: Yeah, you were so like, Yeah, it's, that, you, that, this that, is all t-
2: right. That, that that tells you how I felt about X Men. It was like, well, it's all right, but in my head it's a bit B list. No, it isn't. Yeah. It isn't B list in any way, but it's just my own personal priorities. Well, so yeah, it's, I, it's
0: whatever you're going for, really, isn't it? It's yeah. just whatever you're a fan of. But I think I have kind of just obviously I've fallen out of it um over the years, unfortunately. So I yeah. think due to, I, due to superhero fatigue. Yeah. I
1: remember at the time feeling mixed. I so like at the same time I was like, Well, I'm glad they're given um Superman to someone competent and I'm looking forward to see what he does. But at the same time mm-hmm. I was like Yeah, but you know should let Brian Singer finish off his trilogy. Like it just yeah, feels I like mean, it, it feels it wrong was, to it sort feels of like it
0: was his baby pretty much.
1: It feels wrong to sort of like do two and then and then drop out. It's like no you should do do your three and if you and if you do more X Men films then have someone new come in but like you know for me three is always the magic number. You know, it's either you do one or you stay and do three. One well, I two. think we'd
2: have all. I mean, I may not have loved the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But I'm still glad it was Nolan and not fucking like Stephen Summers was giving it or something.
0: No, this is it. Well, I think, had, you know, had, um, had it been anybody, you know, I'm glad it was Christopher Nolan because, as I say, if it was somebody else, I think that's kind of really where it all started. Um, obviously, we had sort of like Spider Man and, um, and obviously X Men, for example, as well. Yeah. Um, I think had he not done that kind of like gritty reboot as it were, I think it, the the landscape in that kind of in the, that genre certainly would be um totally different today. Completely different. I don't think we'd have half the films we'd have now. Um
2: what I don't I think was, that, that really helped
0: to kind of change the landscape, to, I think. I, I landscape, think what I, think. I
2: don't understand is how a studio That's a studio that's just got a list of directors for the first film to approach, which we know Brett Ratner was on. How you go from Brian Singer to the director of the usual suspects, to the director of like what was it, Rush Hour? Yeah, that's
0: a bit of a contrast,
2: isn't it? It, it is to, to me like taking all Zack Snyder's like footage and saying to Joss Whedon, can you do something with this? It 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 is of that sort of thing, and it and it is to me as well in hindsight, having J.J. Abrams then having Ryan Johnson, it's just they're not they're not even remotely similar. And whilst they're slightly constrained by the sort of Star Trek aesthetic and format, there a little bit more, you end up with films that almost feel like they're arguing with each other. And, and X3, I mean, this is not the series, this at this point is not the series you have, I'm the juggernaut mm-hmm. bitch in. It's just not. But there you go. It, it, it was what it was. And actually, let's just see what it was. Should we discuss this film sequentially?
0: It's a long ass film. Oh my gosh. Well, it, yes. it's not long. two doing a bit hours, but it just feels well, so yeah. long.
1: I mean, you know, we say that, but then, like, last week, it was... Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah granted, like it's a short half. film, but we, we but we went for the film in about ten minutes. <laughs> oh, no.
2: We started talking about Pixar. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Um, but
0: but uh, this, this film as well. I mean, it's hmm. it's longer than last time, but it's not meatier. There's a lot more to it.
2: I think Patrick Stewart should narrate the start of every film. Cause, yeah, he's, yeah, he's just lovely. Like,
0: him and... Um, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. listeners i don't know if you know you might have already realized but obviously during the lockdown last year he went through and read like 100 sonnets so you can check him out on his instagram he'll go through and read all of all the shakespeare's sonnets to you so yeah if you if you like us and you love his mellifluous sonorous voice um you can go on his instagram page and listen to him read all of shakespeare's sonnets and it is beautiful it does not disappoint and i highly recommend
2: so Becca went to Shakespeare and Chris went to extras where he was perving over women's tits. <laughs> 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 That's
0: equally
2: it, it, it kind of sums up some of us both, really, doesn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It
0: does. Especially, he is known yeah. for being a Shakespearean actor and also very cheeky. And,
2: and even before Shakespeare could get his knickers back on, <laughs> I'd seen everything.
0: Well, they were all at it, weren't they, back then? So, you know.
2: All of them. Yes. All of well, them. All time. of them. Everybody. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that was on like a history degree. Bek has done or anything. But I think that, that's no, she's
0: really.
2: you know. We're here, so she's somebody just must have done something. They were all something. at it. Yeah, so
1: it, it's but, just. The but anyway, yeah, she, she's trying to like sort of you know rush to put all her clothes back on, but it's too late, you know. You see, yeah.
2: you've, you've seen it? You seen it? Two of them <laughs> are kissing.
0: You've seen your bum, Miss. All right.
2: <laughs> they've turned lesbian. Yeah, that's because they've been in the camp so long. <laughs> um... I'll post Did it we see
0: Hugh Jackman kind of so be nude in this film, so, you know, lit from behind.
2: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you don't see whether Renan to and comes out of that.
0: Anyway, moving on, moving on.
2: Yeah, so um, this is just a standard duration. He gives at the start of... Um, the start of... But the first couple of films i can't remember if he no he doesn't in the third because it goes straight to like a flashback in that one we've basically got uh, him just narrating about the nature of mutation and how it it's it it's not really a problem um unless it causes illness um uh, but he says about uh, the point can humans and mutants share and he points out humanity's record of sharing is is not its strength and then we go into the opening credits, which are very dated now. The, the sort of CG that creates the credits is, is now looking very dated. But we come out of it and we're at the White House. And we're introduced to Alan Cumming. Now, I always thought Alan Cumming should have, if she wasn't fictional, he could have married Zenny or Honor Top and like, <laughs> They could have double, double-barreled their names you <laughs> could, could have been Alan coming on the top
0: that's a that's a missed opportunity there for for Bond Bond villain names you know what yeah. I,
2: I, I've never thought about this is kind of a
1: Golden hour union isn't it I just I've well, never
0: it is, yeah. yeah you've got Zenya you've got Boris and then obviously you've got Halle Berry from Diner Another Day so yeah. Jinx,
2: so. Opp- opposite ends of the Pierce Brosnan canon in more ways than one. <laughs> um, yeah, just I wonder. a, bit if, of
0: a Bond reunion here. By apparently.
2: this point, she's made die another day. Do you think there's any like shit taking on, you know, piss taking on set? Well, she's had, like, she's like, won the
0: Oscar. She's had the Razzie. She's done die now, another I, day. I just
2: wonder I, if I was like one of those two, I'd be on set with like DVD copies of Golden Eye and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so which Bond film did you do, Ali? Well, I did this one. Oh, <laughs> oh okay.
0: better not talk about it.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm. I, I'm just trying to think a picture of like, like who would Roger Moore play in this film? You think you think he'd be a Magneto?
2: No. Or, I don't or Wolverine. Know. He's complete. <laughs> well, he likes a he likes a cigar. Likes it says it. that X Man's
0: power is or, like raising or, his or, eyebrow. Or,
1: that or Iceman it. hitting on the uh, on a an eighteen year old.
2: His superpower <laughs> would be. His superpower would raising be raising his
0: eyebrow, and then ladies' clothes fall
2: off. He would have that Patrick Stewart superpower. He'd be walking around the X mansion, and everyone's clothes would be falling off. <laughs> yeah, literally, he'd
0: just go. I'm
2: mm-hmm. trying be a cute. James Bond figure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is this is all sort of set up by sort of striker, isn't it? This is we find out later. Mm. Alan Cumming is a. a shape not a shape-shifting a teleporting yeah. mutant night crawler blue with a tail runs a bit like a cat can run on all fours as well as on his feet and he's basically and evading can he actually crawl walls as well i think so yeah well yes but i i never knew if that was momentum i can't remember i think um, he, he, i can think he certainly hang on to things like he, yeah. he he's well he does when they find him at the church later hmm. But uh, basically he's he's evading secret service to get to the president yeah. and he's about to kill him with a knife that has a sign on it that says mutant freedom now, but yeah. he's shot before he can actually do it. And I mean, I have kind of raced through that sequence, but I would say what a strong start to a film. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, it's this, a solid opening. Better than, better than any of the action. You don't know who he is. You don't know what he wants the first time you see him, he's sort of looking out from under a baseball cap with glasses mm. on and it, or sunglasses on, and it looks he looks kind of creepy. So, this is basically yeah, the mutant freedom now. And it's to stir up anti-mutant feeling, because you, you've still got talk of mutants must register. The Mutant Registration Act is still a thing.
1: Well, yeah, because obviously it was dropped, no, dropped by um, Senator Kelly, who People think it is still Santa Kelly, um, but this is kind of like uh, re- like realizing that the fears that he was saying It's like, well, you know, what's to stop a mutant from 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 doing such thing? And then he he got like literally a mutant about to they kill. They can go
2: through, you know, they can go through walls. You know, mm. they said in the first film, you can get into bank vaults and everything. Yeah, and this is just one guy. It's um... not like. This is one guy as well, but you know, in a in a, it's a nice stroke to have it as someone we didn't see in the first film because yeah. we don't we don't know what he wants, we don't know who he is, and we know how terrifying that. And interesting, like he is.
1: a new a new ability as well. It's like, oh, I've not seen that before.
2: No, and it's just really stylishly done, and the effect stands up because mm. it's got sort of a trail to it when he disappears and stuff like yeah. that. It, it's and it, it it cuts to it's slow motion. Used right, it's not the Paul W. S. Anderson. Let's just slow down everything. It's slow motion when you need to get sort of a, a bearing on surroundings or, or on particularly cool shots. Um, and I think at the same time, Wolverine has been visiting this place he was referred to in the uh, previous yeah. film, wasn't it? It was um, Alkali Lake, and it's just all abandoned. So um, th- there is, there's nothing there basically. So he learns nothing really. And then we cut to Moscow. Oh, no, wrong film. Um... <laughs> so just then then we go more. back to England.
0: Da, 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 da. <laughs> we do a lot of globe hopping in this film as well, don't we? We travel yeah. around a lot.
1: Yeah. So, um, We're... At, like, a so it museum. kind of feels a
0: bit like a Bond movie.
1: Is it a museum? I mean, I'm not sure what exactly, but they're on a, like,
2: some sort of school trip. Yeah, it's a museum, basically. And it, it must be what like teaching school kids are, that are mutants is like trying Mm. to keep them in line. You know what it was like with your teachers, where they were trying to get everyone to shut the fuck up on a, on a, on like a, a day out. And these are all people with powers. Mm. The one thing I think they signpost too much is that Pyro is an asshole. (laughs) So when he, when he, when he changes sides later, that's like, well, I could have told you that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I
1: don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember how I felt at the time. Um, but I, I guess I'd. Yeah, I guess you're not really surprised. I mean, there might be an element of like, oh, I wish he could have seen the light. There would have been. like, I, I guess you're almost like expecting, maybe in the third film, for him to like come back around. Possibly. But,
2: Possibly. But, then... but we see everyone's powers again in that, mm. you know, um, Bobby is, you know, ice and he's fire, and Patrick Stewart can freeze everyone to come in and tell them off, and so on. <laughs> That's yeah. it. It's almost a point of the scene just to remind us that this is a school, I suppose, because mm-hmm. that will get referenced later. You know, a school where a jet comes out from under the basketball mm-hmm. court, really. Um, and uh, Colonel William Stryker. This is very similar in some respects to the energy he gives to his character in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Same accent, similar look, and everything, but a military man. And he visits the president and says, um, we need to attack this school. Yeah. And that's the point. That's the point. We had to be reminded that it was a school. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Senator sure Kelly is. tries... Senator Kelly, in inverted commas, um, tries to object. And then what? Stryker goes to see Magneto, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, before the you know, Senator Kelly is um in in quote is um kind of like oh hang on so you uh you're uh the, the guy who's in charge of the Magneto prison. I'd like a visit, if I may, kind of thing, just to kinda of... 'cause we you know we know as the audience know that's mystique. And he's probably more she's probably more interested in finding in you know, find a way to break in in which he kind of like palm, palms them off saying like, oh well You don't need need to see, but it's just, you
2: know. Um, Yeah. So we're reminded Magneto is in a plastic mm. prison cell where we don't really know at this point. And he's being treated quite badly by the guard.
1: Mm.
2: And uh, Stryker is putting a chemical on the back of his neck, which is basically a truth serum, really. Or mind control serum.
1: And And he asks him... Tell me about
2: the uh, Xavier School. Yeah, which we later find out he's he, he cannot fight that question. That, that serum, he has, he is compelled to answer it. He can't do anything about it, and he's almost apologetic later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine returns to the school. Um, we see Cerebro again, and uh, Wolverine is is begging for answers. Um, we'll get to this. It's not a very good film, X Men Origins, but we will get to some answers about how Wolverine ended up not really knowing who he was or what he was. He wants the professor to read his mind, like the blocks in there must be artificial. He, he If only the professor can get in there, he will, mm. you know, but he says the mind must find out some things for itself. And then, I, and then Mystique goes in pretending to be Deathstrike, who's uh, in order to get into the computers to our uh, striker to learn more about this prison
1: and yes yeah, so we see a bit more lady district we also see Lady district in the in the White House uh, before don't we with um, with striker sure, and I thought, I thought, an I, thought age, I thought that I thought that's a bold Stryker. move bringing an actual mutant in with <laughs> or be it under your control
2: but you know Do you well
1: know what I mean yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, she got through them. She got through the metal detector, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain that away. Why does she weigh three hundred pounds? Uh, yeah. Wh-
1: wh- why? Why bring her at all? Like, what? Wh- what's the point? What's the purpose?
2: Perhaps he thinks the president will think she's fit. <laughs> don't Done. Oh
1: yeah. Well, I mean, she but is. It's, I mean, no, but,
2: just, you know. it's just. A, it's, it's just to keep reminding us there's something about this woman Her eyes mm. don't look quite right. Uh, we don't know she's being controlled at this point. Mm. Um,
1: For, you know, she's probably the right wrongan
2: Yeah. Well, it, that's what we're supposed to think, but she's under yeah. control, so we've got absolutely no idea what she but is. But then it in would. Normal
1: it, would it have made any difference if she was just a wrongan If she was just like, yeah, I'm meeting but I'm with him, kind of thing?
2: I think. What it adds to the film, to me, is that the first film seems to be, and this film to some degree, mm. talking about whether mutants are a malevolent or a good force, or like humans, a mix of a mix of both. Mm. And I think to actually see mutants being played by a human gives it another dimension. So I think that's it. I think the very fact that it it isn't that mutants are going to come in and control everybody. It's it actually could be quite the opposite. They could be, they could be misled. They could effectively become slaves. Think back to the first film as well. Where 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 did we first meet Magneto in an internment camp? Hmm. So I I think that that plays into And again, you can just forget all that and just watch it as an action film, but. All of these things are sort of bubbling away under the surface as well, because there's a slight allegory for such slavery in all of this, potentially.
1: But with, with the fear of being overthrown themselves, you got like Magneto as well, who is, mm. who kind of wants to, you know, take over but and.
2: But then you and... can think about it on another level again: is a preemptive strike acceptable if they do have these abilities? Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know, it, you know, is an airstrike all right if you fear what they might do? So I don't know. Um and I think in showing him in showing Wolverine Cerebro I think they find where Nightcrawler is. Yeah. The, the 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 mutant that well they just know him as the mutant that attacked the White House. Yeah. Um so they go and find him in a church. And he's um, on Jean the back Grey, end. don't they? Saying
1: Gene
2: Gray he's and uh... Uh, it, it's it's Gene Gray and Storm. It's uh. They they've, the sent, they've they've sent the Bond crew to meet the Bond actor. Yeah, because he is invincible. I always found this kind of a fairly moving scene because he's absolutely riddled with guilt, mm. and of course he's in a, a he's in a church, which brings up all the sort of Catholic. Well, he, he, yeah. He,
1: yeah, he's very religious, isn't he? He's very sort of yeah. Um, mm. but then also yeah, but that um that goes on with their his relationship with storm who is kind of talk about um she talks about but how how she views the world out of like sort of almost fear almost and like you know about not having to trust um humans and where he's very much like you have to have faith
2: uh, yeah. Which so the, we... the, the, the 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 mutant that actually attacks humans is the one that has some of the the greater amount of faith in them. Mm. Um, Later
0: on, as well, when they try to storm, it says he doesn't know because he can't see what walls he's passing through, and he's like, and Storms like, no, I've got faith in you. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it plays nicely. Yeah. So then Xavier visits Magneto for a game of Buckaroo.
0: It's <laughs> a magic Buckaroo game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, they can't exactly play Twister, you know. but... Um...
0: <laughs> you can imagine
2: cutting to the prison, and they're already in there, and it looks like they're shagging each other, but it turns out just plot twister.
0: Plot twister, secretly in love.
2: You've you've sunk love. my battleship.
0: You sunk my Irish. battleship.
2: Oh, what talking about. And then they make love. I went to see Fast Nine at the weekend, so I have to, I have to do something on that soon. Yeah, have you? You've seen it, haven't you, Chris? I've saw it. Yeah. Yeah, well, as soon as Becca sees it, we'll record something Oh, else.
0: no, please, no, seriously, do. Yeah, please, don't, it's fine. You, you guys go ahead. <clears throat> I might be What's a while.
2: We'll you see, guys well, carry on. I will do it later in the year, if necessary, I don't mind. Fast 9 will happen at some point, and it will be the three of us. Um, you guys can do your summer
0: review in the meantime.
2: Summer review, one film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two. No, 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 no. Um, well, OK, oh, well, enough. if you
1: do it now, hit, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard 2 is crap. There you are. And then... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I um no we we'll we'll do Fast Nine but we'll do it when we've all seen it and if that requires it to be on home release then it'll be later in the year. Well
1: I have not <laughs> seen but I've heard it's crap,
2: you know. I mean yeah. Last <laughs> yeah.
0: Dragon I can recommend. Black, Nico, I can recommend.
2: Black Widow will store up a few Marvel films and just do a mini run again. So we'll see on that one. Yeah,
1: because we've
2: got um, Venom haven't we as well and um uh, well, Spider Man yeah, coming up we, as well. We, yeah, we got Venom, we got a Spider Man film, we got the Eternals. Um Ooh. yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, we might
1: as well whack them out all together then, in that case, because if it's Spider Man Marvel. Yeah. With yeah, we're. Venom, we're all we might as well.
2: We're, we're, we, we all get together and knock one out. And then we'll review some movies. <laughs> <laughs> I might review some films. And then, big love. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I don't want them to get frightened now, because they are coming to my wedding in like 8 August, but <laughs> nothing like that. i They're happen.
0: expecting something completely different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now we've got a Toastmaster to do that for us. Um, so... I'm looking
0: forward to that, actually. It's quite, you know, quite, quite the Toastmaster.
2: Yeah. I'm getting married at the site of the G7 summit.
0: Did um... you know, accidentally marry Joe Biden? <sighs>
2: if I do, I'll sell my story to... I, <laughs> to the sun. I'll say what a considerate lover he was, even if he wasn't. I'll <laughs> be nice. Anyway, um, he'll, he'll, he'll whisper sweet nothings in your ear. And so, this prison scene is the, the salient points of this are that they still visit. They play chess because they're cerebral, not cerebral. Uh, he has told Stryker everything um, because he had to. He couldn't do. He's seen everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out that Stryker had a son that was a student at the school and he could put images in people's minds and everything and at that point is, the prison chamber is like gassed and they both pass out Um, and yeah Death Strike is there and we see her abilities and everything else then what? oh th- he's told everything so that they can attack the school yeah, uh, so
1: so all this is kind of, kind of like in between, like all at once. So you have Storm and Jean with um, Nightcrawler. You got the attack at the school, and and what and you have basically the stuff that's happening in the prison. So as this is happening, gas is coming into um, uh, Magneto's uh, sort of cell, predominantly, uh, and as he realises it's a setup. And then um, Lady Deathstroke comes in and um, attacks Cyclops. And it, yeah. So you you can
2: have all that happening at once. Uh, the uh, point of knocking out Charles is not to kill him. It's to stop him having any sort of mental control over anything. Mm. And then they attack the school. And um, Wolverine smells them arriving. Mm. And it's just basically a full scale attack of of the school tr- the school trying to protect itself and the adults at the school like Wolverine and and um metallo or whatever he's called the metallic one anyway colossus yeah um like protecting the kids and getting them to safety um and of course he does come face to face with um striker here mm. but he he's just desperate for answers
1: so this is like um a... This this is also where we actually see Wolverine start killing people, because in the first film he didn't really have. Because that's one of the, the things that was mentioned in the in the first film for for some fans. It's like, well, Wolverine doesn't really go
2: like. It's it's the berserker mode. Yeah. yeah, he he doesn't do that in the first film very much, and he does here, and it's pretty brutal, and he's great, and he and he he. I, I'm with you. I thought he looked fine in the first film, but there's no doubt he looks like way fitter here. And it it just suits him. It just suits what he's trying to do here. And there's a couple of little Mm. smiles in it, like the cat licking his claws and stuff like that. Mm. Um, And we see a few more of the mutants, the one who's changing TV by the power of his eyes. I just think some of the mutations are completely useless, aren't they? You've got mutants who can control the mind and teleport, and another one who can just, like, make sure Gardner's Gardner's world is on. (laughs) Well, you've got the one with just the the, the lizard tongue. It's like, well... (laughs)
1: Great. Yeah, you drew a short straw there, haven't you? Really. Yeah. <laughs> you call it
0: boy. Oh. <laughs> I mean,
1: look, it's fair. We mean, we that we only sort of hinted. We don't know what. I mean, that that kid could probably control electronic devices. It could so be something little... else.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. That but, young girl that... who's got that like really high pitched scream.
2: Yeah.
0: Imagine. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That that sounds painful. You really sort of feel their pain. Um, but yeah, we see a lot of different skills, like the girlie can drop through walls and floors and stuff like that to tell everybody Bobby can sort of block the hallway off with ice so they can escape mm. and so on. Um, and yeah, they, they're stripping Cerebro for parts as well. They want Cerebro. Um, but that, why that is, we'll come up in a minute. Um, uh, Wolverine, Rogue, Bobby, What's Pyro's proper name? I've forgotten now. Sure. They go, they they head to Boston because um, it's nearby, and Bobby's mm. like, well, my parents live there. So yeah, because they, 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 yeah, they
1: know Gene um, and Storm went to Boston.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They went to Boston to find. Where have they gone? Let's speak be... Sorry, that's right. Yes, they go to meet Storm and Gene Gray. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, because they know they're there. They thought, oh, I've got
2: parents in Boston, so we can. Go there for. What I love next is, this only works around. On by and large, this only works this gender way around. The seduction of the guard. Oh,
0: like, what with, um... he's a
2: fat, sweaty drunk, and he thinks this gorgeous blonde wants him, and that's like a uniquely male thing. That that would just I can't imagine a gender swapped version of that at all. Yeah, because you got
1: you know. It's just it's just like you know you just feel like the booze the, the, the yeah. sweat and the booze at like the whole thing <coughs> yeah I mean I mean he's
2: yeah
1: I mean you suppose he, he could
2: um, I mean it's possible there's somebody for everyone, but it's just like you see her and it's 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 Rebecca Romaine without the makeup on and just with like the sort of makeup you'd wear out to a bar or a night out, yeah. and she's looking great and and this sweaty like guard just off a shift is sat there drinking, and he she's like, he, she's totally into him, and he buys it instantly. But anyway, she basically drops him. Yeah, I
1: mean, it, it, it kind of works, because, I mean, because I'm watching it this time around, it, it kind of works, because it
2: just felt like, what, I'll, I'll be a dick not to pass this up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, exactly that. You're not going to say no and say, sorry, love, I think, I think you're out of my league. So it does work, but it, is, it just makes me smile because I think that's almost yeah. a uniquely male thing—not to like even think of yourself in that scenario. Yeah. But he, um, she t- takes him to the bathroom as though they're going to have sex in there, but she's already drugged his beer. He finishes it there, passes out, and she injects something into his buttocks. And you can see it's metallic. It looks a bit like mercury or something mm. like that. Of course, it isn't because a mercury in- injection would have just killed him straight away. <laughs>
1: yeah I mean I'm not sure what it is, but obviously um
2: but it's as we find out
1: it. it doesn't um, doesn't get picked up on the um
2: metal detectors on, yeah. or anything like that. so it's it's kind of a liquid metal she's injected in with like um robert patrick um <laughs> I don't know. um so Xavier has been. Um, not only drugs so he doesn't do anything, can't do anything, but also he can be kidnapped then, basically. And he is kidnapped, and he has put a brace, something on his head to stop him using his psychic powers, and then wheels in his son Jason, who's in a wheelchair, non-communicative, has a brain scar, as though they've tried various brain surgeries on him. And Stryker tells the professor that his wife shot herself in the head to try and get out the... Or no, a drill. She drilled into her own head to try mm. and bore out an image Jason put in there. So he's quite a powerful mutant. And he blames Charles for not helping his son and the subsequent loss of his wife. Um, and then the we go, we go back to the prison and the guard is going in to see Hannibal with his um, breakfast... And a magneto can it's almost like a smell you can immediately mm. feel there's something different and it it's iron apparently they've put into his blood, and magneto just pulls it out of him to escape
1: yeah he's like oh you've got iron in your blood and it it yeah. is a great it's a great sort of and what i what i didn't get out previously... Uh, watching it previously but I got out this one was just if you, if you actually watch e. imakel's face he he's he's got this really wide
2: Gaping smile. Yeah. And he's really, really yeah, he's to to, a great and enjoying thing, himself that, like rip But I mean, he drags all the, the iron out, killing the guy, just bursts out of his chest, very sort of alien style. Then he forms ball bearings with it and smashes it all around the place, causing mm. damage. Then he forms it into a disc to stand on. And I just think it's, it's terrifying, a, isn't it? It's, it's a, really it's a great sequence. It's a really good sequence. And I, I think that and the Nightcrawler sequences are both better than anything in the first film.
0: Yeah, I think for me definitely I mean those are there's lots to love about this film, even though it did take a nice dive for me towards the end, there's still lots to like about that and I would agree with you that yeah those two are the best. I think for me definitely is like, probably the best character. I mean I remember when this film came out there was a, <clears throat> there was a lot of hype around Kelly Hughes, Day Death Strike because she was such a major character in in the comics, um, apparently, so I was told. Um and then, you know, she obviously gets this epic battle scene between her and Wolverine. Um hey, that rhymes. Um and then it just kind of Fizzled out into nothing, which is such a shame. But yeah, I would agree that you know that that scene with Magneto is definitely like one of the best in the in the film.
2: Mm. <coughs> yeah, um, and then we go back to Boston, sort of suburbia, and this this kid's home. And I just really like this sequence too, just because the visual of them not fitting when the parents turn home in Wolverine. Wait, com- who tells this guy? Uh... He's a pro- what are you, Professor of art (laughs) you know wolverine in like a wife beater in that um you've got the family sort of saying we thought he was at a school for the gifted and you know and he freezes her tea and it's like have you tried not being a mutant oh this is the bit with the the cat and the claw actually Mm. because the cat licks the 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 frozen drink have you tried not being a mutant and and the brother's clearly really distressed and he goes and calls the police yeah the brother's I mean, a put... shit
1: really he is really I don't know what his problem is probably being his... upstaged by his brother possibly
2: you know just put the t- put a cup of tea in the freezer it'll be the same same thing will happen you would be alright but no it's um. the, the police turned up and uh, what made me smile in this was put the knives down and it's like I can't because they're out of his his mm. claws have come out with stress and he's shot in the head, which we do see him recover from. Um, and Pyro goes apeshit and starts blowing up all the police cars.
1: I love how Pyro's got like the power of fire that doesn't actually that that knocks people down rather than burn them, because that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it, it's a it's an eighteen power. Yeah, no one dies, but he he does he, he is like enjoying it. And I say you can see he's not mm. altogether a good guy. What else is there? Anything else to say about he,
1: this? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like the the you know the the power consume him. And get yeah, him Rogue
2: touches, Rogue, grabs his ankle. Yeah, and then she's absorbed Bobby's power from from like a kiss earlier. Mm. So she's got basically she absorbs his power, so he can't do it anymore. And then the the jet turns up and picks them up to head back to the school. And then we've got like an action, a mid-air action sequence um, where um, they're they're basically in like a dogfight with the air force, mm. and one of them they 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 evade one, get hit by another, and Nightcrawler has to sort of teleport out of the plane to save Rogue. Mm. Uh, Magneto's there cool. at this. Yeah, how does how does Magneto end up? Well,
1: by? they're about to crash up at the end, but you um but then the whole man sort of itself magneto like Smagito sends them because he's obviously he could do metal and he's just like controlling the the craft stops. Oh, and they I have a that. little camping session
2: yeah where Hugh Jackman nearly sees everything <laughs> I, uh, cool she was like yeah she was coming on to him as lots of different people <laughs> um, yeah they're all sat around the camp and they're sort of they they have to be one team now, really. Mm. This, what does mystique pressure. actually want,
1: though, or did she just show up to fuck with him for the sake of it?
2: I think she's just, I think she's just screwing around with him, but maybe she wants him. I don't know. You know, despite the fact she's strolling around ostensibly naked, you, you're never quite sure of how sexual a character she is or isn't. No. Anyway, in this incarnation, yeah. Um, we, we we learn a bit more of the Jennifer Lawrence version, but. I don't think the Jennifer Lawrence version is necessarily better. This it's just a little bit different. Hmm? Well,
1: she's not even this version, though, is she? She's, uh... I mean, at, at well, that it's... time, it's kind well, of... It is,
2: it's the same character, supposed to be, anyway. But obviously, she starts on a different side of things. Um... I never really yeah it's it's just very different it's a different incarnation partly because jennifer lawrence was a bigger star so i think they kind of almost bended the scripts to her a bit more hence she she didn't wear as much of the makeup later on and things like that um so what do we learn here they, they they're, they're talking about um striker invaded the school to get cerebro magneto explains and it can make Xavier focus on everybody like mutants and kill them all. Yeah. Um, Strikers are uh, one of the people who uh, can manipulate adamantium. And yeah, they need to get the location to Striker's base. Um, need to read Nightcrawler's mind. It's saying on the sh- on the notes here, and I'm, I'm thinking, why did Nightcrawler was Nightcrawler in there as well? The location of Striker's base. So Nightcrawler had been, yes, he'd been there because he was tortured as well. Yeah. Um, and then they sort of they head off to the base. In the, we, the next day, and we,
1: the- we should mention throughout the film that Gene has uh, been kind of like having headaches. Headaches, um, sort of weird, sort of sort of. Um, should we, we say, stronger powers at you know, random intervals, but unable to control them.
2: Yeah, and there's another bit where she's asked about Cerebro and whether she's ever used it, and she said it would be very dangerous to someone like me. Mm. So, obviously, that's all going to be explained how well you think it's explained. It is explained in the next film uh, why, why this is a thing, but she's definitely sort of almost outgrowing her body, mind, everything. Mm. And, um, but yeah, on the heading to the base, Magneto is sort of talking to Pyro a lot. And he said, um, I can't create fire, I can only manipulate it and he said something like you're a god amongst men or something like that. a god amongst insects. What, um... Insects. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um hey, did you just find it kinda of weird that like Magneto and Mystique are like acting like a like like a bunch of bitchy schoolgirls. Which is like they're like, yeah. Oh I love what you've done to your hair. <laughs> It's just like, really?
2: <laughs> We're going to do next taunter about our trainers not being very good or something. Yeah, I don't know. So this is the bit, I don't know about you, Becca, this is the bit of the film that does start to lose me a little bit. Because they head to this, like, base by a dam. And this sequence of the film feels very long. It's okay when they're cut into Xavier because Xavier's in an illusion created by Jason. And it's an illusion that he's in his cerebro, but he's not. He's in like a retooled version in the version in this sort of dank basement. And Jason appears to him as like a little girl. And they're they're basically going to like kill mutants. Um, That bit kind of keeps me interested, although once again, we're not seeing as much Patrick Stewart as I remember but the stuff at the base just goes on a very, very long time.
0: Yeah, it did drag for me a little bit, I must admit. Um I feel about because it was meant to be kind of, you know, quite impressively a visually impressive scene. Um but for me it did kind of drag a little bit as well and also towards the end. Um I did struggle this time around, like with the scenes with Jason. Um I did struggle a little bit. Um I did kind of find them kind of very dark, obviously, and, and quite a little bit um it did drag on a little bit I think it's quite interesting that, how, that he is kind of like trapped in this illusion he kind of sees you know sees what he kind of wants to see um but I thought that was quite interesting but I kind of felt like with everything else going on it didn't really add any sort of further tension to it for me unfortunately so I, I do wasn't a big fan of those scenes unfortunately I mean, so I'm
2: sorry about that I'm not um, inclined to rank them as such but when I did sort of sit down and write a little ranking just to see roughly what I thought I think I had one film above this Definite, definitively above it, if you like. In that, I'm sure, and that would have been because of the pacing. That that the filming question, which I'll reveal when we get there, kept me enthralled through the third act, whereas this one didn't.
0: Just, well, there's, there's a lot to pack in, isn't there There's there's a lot sort of thematically. There's a lot of sort of plots, subplots, sub subplots. Um, it's just a very busy film. There's you know there's a, there's a lot to a lot to, lot to cram into to do in a bit hours. Um, and it just kind of suffer a little bit, and I think that kind of that, that's kind of one of the threads unfortunately which could could do with chopping out a little bit we do have a um, lot
2: going on because we've got the whole thing with the professor and we've got wolverine going in first and he's kind of trying to gather stuff about his past but they're also trying to f- stop striker and strikers we've got new mutants being introduced
0: mistake. as well and also kind of got yeah. like magneto trying to you know trying to bring Pyro over to his side and one thing another and yeah um, but, you know, I, I would agree with you, Chris, actually. Yeah, they do the bit where he's like, oh, I love what we've done with your hair. And then they kind of snicker in the corner. I just and think, then oh, you've got, what? I just got, seems so stupid.
2: Then you've got Cyclops manipulated at one point. So he's like, he goes bad for like a minute.
0: Yeah.
2: If that. And, and then, then you've the still dam, kind
0: of got the, like, the love-hate triangle between, obviously, the Cyclops and then kind of like...
2: Then the dam starts breaking as well. So there's a lot going on. Uh, I suppose the main things to note are... Um, Wolverine um sort of getting into the laboratory and getting like flashbacks to where he was experimented on and the adamantium was grafted onto him. Again, we'll see versions of this later in his his Origins film. Um but yeah, being tortured, ducked underwater and all that sort of thing. Um and it just ends up with him talking to Stryker, but then he he leaves him he leaves him to fight Deathstrike to the death, basically. And it's just too inherently regenerating people stabbing each other repeatedly until he um, stabs her with the adamantium nozzle and she just basically fills up with liquid metal which hardens and kills her and
1: it does make you wonder because you could, you could probably kill wolverine just by drowning him couldn't you technically
2: i don't know would he just revive I mean, he was shot in the head, and he, eventually his body expels it and revives him. Yeah, because his, a, his to...
1: skull's, like, surrounded by adamantium, isn't it? So it wouldn't have penetrated. Well, no, it
2: penetrated. It's, it's penetrated. His regeneration has nothing to do with adamantium. He didn't get adamantium in him until quite late in the 20th century.
1: Yeah, but... No, but the and ball... he was
2: born in, like, the 1830s. The reason he stayed relatively young is this regenerating ability... The adamantium has nothing to do yeah, with why but that the, bullet Yeah, isn't but we're saying the adamantium stopped the bullet from actually going in his head. So well, it, it went in his head. It went well, right in his head. Well, it, it wouldn't just... have done. Well, we saw it did because blood came out and everything. <laughs> it's not really worth arguing about, but to be honest, but the well, point
1: it, is, okay. Well, if it if it it mean, did, then he, it wouldn't he, make no, any he sense.
2: Shot, he shot. He shot in the head in the origins film, but because it was a certain type of bullet, like a silver bullet or something, or an adamantium yeah. bullet. He loses his memory or something. Spoiler alert for the greatest film ever made. Um, Which wouldn't make any sense because then um, he, he can survive he... being shot. He can survive being shot in the head, basically. And I don't think that's got anything to do with adamantium. But if there isn't indeed adamantium on his skull, then perhaps I don't know. But then um, in that case,
1: then if he can survive getting shot in the head, then then Neil Logan doesn't make sense. Why? 'Cause then he, then he sort of killed the super young Wolverine, the new Virgin Wolverine by shooting him in the head with an alimentium. Animen- I, an, an, I think bullet. it's
2: I think it's I think it's what you shoot them with though. A common or garden bullet won't won't kill permanently. But I don't know because I've only seen Lego. I mean,
1: he's, he's to... he, his entire skeleton is covered with yeah. alimentium.
2: Yeah, but surely it would have bounced off.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean I'm I'm saying I'm saying this, this 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 is this is the fault of the film. This is like the flaw of the film.
2: Well, the fact we're debating it suggests they're a flaw because we both think we're right and one of us is wrong. <laughs> so and we both watch the same film more than once and neither of us is stupid, so yeah, it's a flaw in the film, isn't it? Mm. Um So what else? He gets to Magneto gets his helmet on. Not that sort of helmet. Um, <laughs> just as neat helmets. And they're all in agony because, effectively, yeah. Mm. But he stopped manages to stop the attack, mess around with all the sort of metal panels, and now they're about to kill all humans. Yes. But, um, oh yeah, Mystique comes in as Striker tells Jason to basically kill all the get in to kill all the humans instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he leaves, Wolverine finds him, and. He just basically dismisses him as an animal. Wolverine chains him to a helicopter. And then what? A uh, storm. Nightcrawler brings Storm inside and she basically starts some weather in, also, in order to like distract Jason so that mm. everyone will see it's an illusion.
1: Yeah, he makes, they... she makes it cold.
2: Yeah, but... and, then basi- and then basically Nightcrawler rescues the Professor. Yeah. And it's just the race to get outside now, really. Because that's the dams break in. Yeah, uh, Pyro goes off with Magneto and Mystique. I think that's the least surprising plot twist in fucking history. Um, Striker is chained to the dam, and he just, like, leaves him to... Uh, Striker's, yeah, um, still chained up, and he's just left to it. Uh, what else? What then? Yeah, he decides to go with the mutant and Mm then um, the dam is bursting and the plane can't lift off. So Jean gets out of the plane, lifts it Mm -hmm. and then holds the water back and she's killed. And then, um, I yeah, think and, and in, she oh, actually yeah, blocks think...
1: Nightcrawler from going. Because I was watching, it thinking, like, Hang on, why can't Nightcrawler just go and like save her, like, like save? But they actually else?
2: deal with the Dialogue: Can you, can you teleport and get her? I can't. She's stopping me. Mm. And um, I don't know why the professor can't do anything. But anyway, um, she's dead. I think. It's probably because he's weak. End. Or we do, we do see like a a phoenix in the water at mm. the very end gives a tease for the third film but then the key thing is the white house the president is about to give a speech and then suddenly everything freezes you get the lights go out and when they come back on the mutants are all sat in the room just so that xavier can say i'm not going to harm anyone but we are here to stay
1: which i know this is probably for more theatrical purposes really but if you're really going to do that you wouldn't just do that right as he's about to make a fucking speech would you
2: no, you think, like, because when the lights come back on and they say Mr. President, and he's pouring with sweat and shitting himself.
1: <laughs> and doesn't know where he is, and, you know. I mean, what happens then? I mean, like, has, has people just been watching him there for, like, five minutes as the President just sort of, like, talking to himself?
2: Yeah. <laughs> or. Oh, has... whatever. It's it's not that big a deal it's a nice scene and we needed some more patrick stewart and of course he's bookended the film then the first film is him talking about the nature of sharing with humans Mm -hmm. and the end of the film is him talking about the president to the president on the same theme and also the president gets to see nightcrawler like not controlled and looking quite relaxed at the back of the room it's um it reminds me of the Avengers when Loki comes round and all the Avengers are looking straight at him it's a bit like that but um, yeah so that was X2 with a tease and, for what and, X3 might be
1: and then you have yeah, Jean Grey doing narration at the end
2: what did she say in her narration I can't really remember
1: oh it be sort of like, like like the next um, evolution
2: oh he says the same thing similar sorts of things mm-hmm. is this the next step in the human evolution yeah okay yeah i mean i i I mean my final thoughts on it are i I still think this is a a sort of higher end of superhero films i certainly think it's at the very higher end of x-men films i think some of the things that limit my love for it it, is the fact that i didn't have a great love for the x-men to start with but over the years with what follows when i revisit this now it's left looking quite nice i think it's a shade too long don't think act three is brilliant but I think there's so many things you can read into this film, and there's so many things to think about in this film if you want to, but without it knocking you over the head, you're not forced to do any of that. It's just there if you want to. Just the just the the, the whole nature of their alienation, whether what the humans are proposing is effectively a form of slavery, um, whether there are genuine dangers there to be considered. It's the sort of thing that we talked about when we talked about civil war, that yeah control your natural reaction is to go that's an outrage but the right powers in the wrong hands could be extremely dangerous again it was dealt with in a rather ham-fisted way but suicide squad tried to do the same sort of thing that like what do we do if it's superman but it isn't superman it's his skill set but he means us harm and i think that that's interesting to me i think the third film carries for all its flaws carries on some of that you know that is it a blessing or a curse you've given all these wonderful abilities in some cases, but you know, rogue can't even like, she's growing into womanhood and she can't even be physically intimate with somebody. Mm. So just give me a cure, take this from me. I don't want it. Again, we see that echoed in other films like Hulk, the Hang Lee one at the end where he's like, take it, take it all. You know, it's a curse. So this film's always interested me. I don't think it's the best paced film. I think it's, I think it's better than the first one. I think there are things they could have done a little bit different, a little bit more Patrick Stewart would have been nice. Um, but the escape scene, um, Wolf, uh, Magneto's escape scene, and the Nightcrawler White House scenes are like high water marks for the entire series. And I think what they've told us is. They haven't just got a bigger budget and gone, right, we can throw more at this and done like a histrionic version of the first film. They've actually sat down and and doubled down on it. They've gone, no, we'll we'll continue to treat the the audience like adults here. And that's all I really want to say on it. It's at the top. I don't love this film. I think I respect it more than I I love it. But I, I have to say, as objective as I can be, it does belong in the top three of the series. What about you guys? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm kind of with you, Dave, uh, to a degree. I mean, there, there are some quibbles I mostly get from it, and I, I, I mostly see like lost opportunity with like, you know, fleshing out Cyclops. Uh, it just seems like, you know, his character completely gets like thrown under the bus, <laughs> like the the entire the entire like you know franchise. Um, you know, but you think. First time round, yeah, okay, maybe we don't have enough time. So, and then this time round, it's just like, we're just not even going to bother. Um, but, so, a lot of things like this, a little bit of rinse and repeat with some sort of ser- certain elements of it. But, you know, it's more, more confident, it's a lot more self-assured. Um, the actions is is is, re- is really good. Um, and, you know, as I say, you got, like, you know... the the natural Star Power, Hugh Jackman, you got, you know, Patrick Stewart, you got um uh, Magneto, got the you know, I think the big draw big draw is the use of the powers, you know, like with the you know, the mutant powers, you know, seeing Nightcrawler, Night and all those sequences are all really, really well handled. So yeah, I've got no real major qualms other than going forward. Um it's just I w I you know, it's all in hindsight really. I wish I wish we could have had more. I wish Singer maybe stayed on, but then again, I guess we'll get into next week. Really, uh, you know, in in hindsight, would his version of X Men Three be any better in the grand scheme of things? Maybe, maybe not. But you no. Know, um, but you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll that that will leave that for us to ponder.
2: Yeah, as I say, I'll be watching X3 in the next few days and I, I am interested to revisit it because there's no doubt when you look at the series as a whole, it, it's kind of, it is kind of down and around sort of Dark Phoenix standard, actually. I think I thought Dark Phoenix was ever so slightly better, but it, it'd been so long between viewings, I couldn't really remember.
1: See, it's, it's, it's a bit weird with X-Men because, like, while you have the really bad, which is like, you know, X-Men Origins... Wolverine. Mm. And you have like Apocalypse. Now I haven't seen Apocalypse in a good while. I think I might have seen it only like about once. Yeah.
2: Um I or, like, I couldn't bear to watch it again. It was so bad. I wouldn't um, watch it again because we're doing but the series. I,
1: I the remember series I remember like really enjoying it for what it was, even though like that just some of it was just laughable. Or some, some of like the, the... I mean, we will get to it when we come to review, but I think that X Men is a franchise that when it's when it's by, you know, at its poorest, it has the ability to be enjoyably bad. Do you know what I mean? There is like an element, yeah. there is an element of, like, yeah, well, it's fun at times. When, it,
2: when X Men 3 from memory was a weaker filmmaker, but at least trying. Yeah. I thought, like, he, he was interested in the themes he was brought on to get involved with. How much of it was written before he came aboard? I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it before next week. I didn't think it was quite... Because it was Matthew Bourne, originally, wasn't
1: it? So, how much was it with Matthew Bourne?
2: I I really don't know. But I I remember thinking, although I lump it in with those others too, it is better than those other two. So, Mm. whilst I don't want to rank the films as such, there are certain positions. Like, that bottom three, X-Men 3 is the best of that bottom three. Um, Quite comfortably, because Origins and Apocalypse were, from memory, very, very bad. Um so yeah i mean we'll just have to see but um i do think this film stands up pretty well i mean the effects it does do i i, I don't remember seeing too many very 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 ropey effects i don't know about you but yeah so both reasonably positive but I, I think there are people out there who are fonder of it than we are yeah becca
0: um yeah i think what i might do is i might actually have to go back and watch this film again <laughs> um i think it, it, as we go through the series um i don't unlike dave i don't try to sort of rank them as as we go along um unless like unless we are going to do a ranking episode i don't quite know um you know if, if it's like a epic sort of series like i've had like with bond for example or marvel um or star um or star wars um, or do star trek for example um it's kind of one of the series that i'll kind of rank as we go along it Is it's it's very much a mixed bag and kind of like towards, you know, towards the end, it does kind of start to die off a little bit. Um, but yeah, there are there are some that you do regard this as probably like one of the high points in the series. And indeed, um, in terms of superhero movies, probably one of the best out of the whole canon, kind of, for sure. Um, when I first saw this at cinema, you know, I was there for it. I enjoyed it. Um, and as, you know, as Dave rightly mentioned, um, by the time the, th- the third one rolled around, I was a little bit crushed that he jumped ship. Um, but, you know, if you think about it, from Brian Singer's point of view, coming from somebody who's... Um, he's kind of he considers himself to be like on on the fringes of society and he's kind of from um from sort of from a group that's very often unfortunately marginalised, which you know, and to go from like X Men to story like Superman, for example, um, is is perhaps second nature. Um, you can understand why I did it, that's fine. No problem. But yeah, at the time I was a little bit crushed um that it happened. But you know, this is this is kind of what we got. This this is what happened to the series. Um and you know, it, it did sort of change both change the history of both um, of both both movie series, which is you know really interesting. And it's all the richer for it, really, to be honest. Um, but for this film, yeah, I think I'm have to go back and rewatch it because um, for me it did kind of slide away towards the end. But yeah, the cast read on top form. It's great to see you know you know new characters appearing from the comics. Um, I think for me, um, Lady Deathstrike, unfortunately, was was wasted. A, a fight scene between her and and her Wolverine was um, it was fantastic it was really brutal, and they 're kind of pretty much equally e- well, equally equally matched um so it was interesting to see them go head to head and but I remember at the day it was kind of built up and up and up as if like this epic battle, and then it just kind of it was over in a flash. Um, yeah,
2: the way it was being built up, you wondered if it was going to be across the whole film spanning several continents or something.
0: Yeah, literally. And it's just like, it was, you know, it's a really good fight. Really Basically, tough, we, fight thought
2: was, we thought it was going to be Peter Griffin in The Chicken. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's there. Yeah, but yeah no, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, it was really well choreographed. Um, it's good to see them go head to head. But yeah, just seeing a bit like, you know, in the end. Um, but for me, I think probably Nightcrawler um was, was the best character definitely. Um
2: I think too much in, is in terms too of much makeup, going it, on at the end. Too much is going on at the end. That's the problem.
0: It's it it's busy, it's a busy film and it does struggle under its own weight a little bit. Um but it definitely in terms of upping the ante from the first film, um it definitely does it definitely does that for sure. Um and you know Brian Stringer does Stringer, sorry, Brian Stringer tries his best to tie all these elements together. Um and it's just one of those films that, you know, it's it does up the ante, it does up the stakes, it does up the action. Uh, which is everything a sequel should do, really, to be honest. Um, So in that, it it really does its job Uh, well.
2: I would up the auntie, but she doesn't have any nieces or nephews.
0: Oh, sorry (laughs) about that. (laughs) I could up my aunties if... (laughs) I'm sure they don't mind. (laughs) See what they say.
2: So, um, do you think your... I would imagine, Becca, with your reservations about this film, particularly towards the end did you find you had to do some careful research afterwards because it might have occurred to you that it was a lack of knowledge? Probably. Mm. So what did you learn?
0: Not a lot. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, this is a bit of a Bond reunion because um, we have Zunya on the top and the board I'm invincible, uh, from Goldeneye <laughs> coming together. Um, and you also have from Dino the Day um, plays Bond Girl chinks. So yeah, a little bit of a, of a Bond reunion in this film perfect number two obviously we've covered fast and furious franchise on this on this review Um, and also we've got fast 9 out this summer Um, and very often we found in the past um, fast and furious and the x-men movies often release films around the same sort of time obviously the first films of each came out like a year apart x2 and too fast came out in 2003 and the last stand took a drift in 2006 for etc etc I think that's quite interesting Um, obviously things kind of been a bit awry obviously suddenly Paul Walker um, passed away and obviously with COVID and one thing another and Fast 9 being delayed forever and ever and ever. And I finally come out this year. It's all gone a bit haywire. Um, fun fact number three, Alan Cumming was Brian Singer's first choice to play Nightcrawler. Um, but he was unavailable at the time. Um, when shooting started, obviously the production kind of got delayed and rumbled on and on and on. And he was eventually, joined, he was eventually able to join the cast um, and assume the role of Nightcrawler. And apparently spent over 10 hours in makeup for the role. Fun fact number four, uh, about 45 minutes in, there's a scene in a bar which gets to TV showing a debate about the mutant issue, um, showing Dr. Hank McCoy. Now here, he's not played by Kelsey Grammar, a.k.a. the voice of no, Sancho no,
2: You've got a few of those. It's like Peter Dinklage will turn up later in the series to play somebody who was played by a regular-sized person. Yeah, just,
0: yeah just by a, you know, um... it will just kind of get...
1: It was played by change, Duke yeah. and Predator to Peter well, Dinklage.
2: Oh yeah, that's got, true. Yeah. You've that's also true. got you've also got Angel appearing in complete, two completely different parts of the timeline, in two different timelines.
0: But
2: but the timeline drift would have been split would have been after he was born, so he should have been the same age in both. So yeah, this film these films have got severe problems with continuity. No,
0: that's it. And plus, they're also you know starting to introduce a thread, but where you've got like different. Um, different directors different you know different crew kind of coming in mm-hmm. um, different timelines and obviously we'll see um oh gosh uh maximoff twins um obviously appearing as, as different actors in different franchises for example yes. um
2: well you don't see wonder in the x-men franchise but you do see pietro
0: yeah you'll see yeah Quicksilver definitely and you kind of see you know that's obviously we, we've covered that before um when we've done mcu for sure um but I just kind of—I literally just caught that, and obviously I'm a bit of a fan. I'm obviously, big fan of Fraser, a big fan of him as um, Sideshow Bob in, in Simpsons. Um, and oh, I think Fraser,
2: Fraser is my favourite sitcom of all time.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of mine for sure. I loved it. I've... It's really weird because obviously I. Obviously, you know, watch Cheers and everything, but I'm probably more of a fan of Frozen than I was of Cheers, for example. Um, but also, Although, I think he was quite a good, quite a good casting up, because he was kind seat. of quite, even though he was like quite a beastly character as as the Beast in X Men.
2: Talking um, of him in Cheers, though, look up when he first he goes on like a TV show with Lilith before they're dating. Oh, yeah. Him. And they they start flirting with each other on TV because he can't resist her when her hair's down. and It's no, one of the funniest. He loves it. It's one of the funniest films uh, scenes I ever saw in Cheers.
0: So funny. him, him,
2: him like desperately flirting with this woman on TV <laughs> while trying <laughs> really to have a debate trying, about, really trying trying to have a debate about psychology or psychiatry rather yeah
0: he's trying to be serious but also trying to be a bit mm-hmm, sexy at the same so, yeah time. we'll
2: see Kelsey grammar next week yeah and very very briefly later as well I'm sure he's got a little cameo of days of future past at the end
0: he probably has but i just remember thinking he's quite good you know quite good casting because obviously he's known for playing a psychiatrist for example and he's really kind of three kind of roles um but you've got character of beast who is literally a beast um, but he's also got this r- really keen um, really sharp brilliant intellect as well um, so it, I think he's you know really good casting
1: it, it's mostly down to like well I buy him most references to cartoons so you, you hear the cartoon you think like well that sounds a lot like Frasier so you, you can't help but think you know, yeah, that's, Kelsey yeah, that a bit, is like actually, the perfect true. choice at least for the he's voice he's got that kind
0: of like when he speaks as well he's got that really sort of authoritative voice that you, you sort of listen to and With... you would trust I think
1: but I think so he's got that kind of, of the right shaped head as well in the cartoon it's like you know it kind of looks like that kind of that fit of what cal what Kelsey Grandma had
0: yeah I mean, definitely he's got that physique for it as well definitely no, but, but like, not the thinking, physique but well, well, no no no. but the, other, the, the sort of shape mm. to it i guess so but, but my, my sort of point of reference was probably like the 90s cartoon
1: yeah
2: yeah same well, here all cartoons were drawn fairly bulky in that era
0: yeah, that was just like style. the Spider-Man was just style, Spider-Man style at costume. the time.
2: Peter, Peter Parker just looked massive. He's just
0: like, Rrr. Yeah, yeah. that was the kind of style at the time, whereas, like, yeah. but Parker
2: looks
1: well. like a 35-year-old <laughs> uh, Yeah, Yeah, uh, yeah it's a lot older than athlete. what
0: it
2: should be. I know. Chris, how many times have we been factored by Becca there? I've lost count, because the, the information's flying in so quickly and efficiently.
1: Well, I think you, the usual's five, but, you know, if, if I get more for it, then I don't care, you know.
2: Was that five, was it? The usual amount uh, was five. Technically but... it was
0: four, but never mind. Oh,
2: was there a fifth?
0: I got a fifth one, yeah. Apparently oh. this is one of four X-Men movies where Stan Lee doesn't have a cameo. The others being Days of Future Past, Origins, Wolverine and First Class, simply because, well, nobody asked him.
2: Fair Does enough. he
0: not have a cameo in this?
2: No. I didn't see him. He no, might I... have done,
0: but I don't Funny think Funny enough, I don't,
2: I don't associate him with the X-Men franchise in terms of the films, I mean. No, but he, d- he does pop up occasionally. But
0: I think in in terms of like as the MCU went forward, um, obviously, yeah,
2: he,
1: he did it, pop
0: up it, in many It wasn't
1: Fox. it wasn't as seen as compulsory as it was, as it might have been before.
0: No, I, uh, I think we've got kind of Fox kind of looming over as well. Um, yeah. Perhaps obviously, it's not is more so, not as associated. But um, yeah, partly it's one of the few films he doesn't care in. because he was in Dead,
1: wasn't he, and in the uh, Fox, and you also had. Yeah, he probably had Spider-Man theme films. So you can easy kind of... Oh, he was definitely in the
2: Spider-Man films, yeah. Mm. And uh, if I thought about it, I can tell you what his cameos are as well. Certainly the first and third one, I remember what they are. But yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's changed my opinion on this film. What about you, Chris? No- knowledge does uh, allow for self-reflection.
1: It does, but I, I think I just had a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. That, that, I think that's the thing that really will stay with me, though, because it, the knowledge will stay with me, because the experience of learning it was fun. So, good work, Becca.
0: Thank you, I think.
2: As for social media, you can find me, at the Kid 1976
1: on Twitter. And find me at Simtronics, You can also find all the odd episodes at
0: UK. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay. And Follow us on Twitter. Obviously, at expect us to talk.
2: Excellent. Do you know what this series? Re- this, do you know what this series really needs now? Uh, an obnoxious filmmaker with very little talent. Which means Becca. No, it doesn't mean Becca. I don't mean becca's the obnoxious filmmaker. I was going to say, with- excuse me. <sighs> God, fuck that up, tonight Becca, what's next?
0: I only wrote one student script in my student days. Thank you very much. And that film never saw the light of day, so that's probably good riddance. But yes, do you expect a top return of X Men at the last stand?